Hi there. I'm Salima Noon. I'm a sexual health and empowerment educator based in Vancouver, Canada, and welcome to Growing Up Game Plan, the podcast. Growing Up Game Plan is a six-week online masterclass for preteens on being more confident, more prepared, and less stressed as they navigate life. We created this podcast to support you parents to do the same. You're in the right place if you want to understand what preteens struggle with. You want to be proactive and stay one step ahead of teen angst. You want to have or keep having meaningful conversations with your preteen about growing up. And you're looking for concrete, easy to implement tips on what to say and do. We don't have all the answers, but we want to support you in all of these goals. Parenting preteens is no joke. And sometimes you just got to call in for backup. That's us. So let's do this. I'm joined by my colleague, Julie Proder, co-creator of Growing Up Game Plan, our online masterclass for preteens. Julie is also a member of my Salima Noon Sexual Health Educators team. Hey, Julie, how's it going? Hey, Salima, good, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, good to talk to you. I'm excited about today's episode. You know what we're gonna talk about? Tell me. Well, when we work with parents, as you know, you know, often they say to us, okay, these conversations sound great, but what if my preteen doesn't want to talk to me? What if I open my mouth and they walk away or give me an eye roll? Sometimes it feels like it's impossible to engage them. So today we want to give parents some tips on how they can keep that conversation going and be a bit creative in terms of how we can engage our kids in talking about growing up. Mm, Totally. Yeah. We know that parents tell us all the time they're agonizing over a topic. They want to talk about it. They've done their research. They finally muster up all this courage to start the conversation. And two sentences in, it's the, I know, and the (laughs) eye rolls, right? Or or better yet, the kid uh, runs out of the room, right? Yeah. So how do we get past this uh, sort of starting stage yeah you know as a stepmom to two now young adult women um feels like yesterday and i i feel parents pain when it comes to this because um you know sometimes the girls were in the mood to talk a lot of times they weren't and so even i found myself floundering it is it's definitely not easy um and all kids are different some kids are more into talking about this stuff other kids are not so we just need to know our kids and try to work with um, what what resonates with them and, 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 and how we can engage them. So I think the first key here is for parents to have some good conversation starters in their back pocket. Do you mind if I share some of my favorites? Please do. So when my girls were younger, um, ones that really worked well for me were things like, I'm probably telling you too much, but I want you to know that blah, blah, blah right? Mm. Or can I run something by you? I'm really interested to hear your thoughts. Oh, I like that one. Another good one was maybe it's a bit early to talk about this with you, but I feel like you're mature enough to handle it. Have you heard of pornography before? So, you know, with that, we help them rise to the challenge, right? We immediately, before the conversation even starts, we let them know that we think they're mature and that they can handle this conversation. You know, yeah, really setting them them up as sort of uh, like as an equal, right? You exactly. want to have a conversation. You don't want to come off as preachy. Exactly. So you know, asking general questions are also a really good idea. So, for example, you could say, "My friend told me about this study that came out recently, saying that the majority of preteens have either sent or received a nude. Do you think that's true? Does that seem to be the case? Does that sound right?" 
So if we ask general questions, our preteens are going to be a lot more likely to talk because they don't feel like we are prying into their personal lives and want to know in detail what they are doing or what they're not doing, right? Yeah, I really like that approach. So are there certain questions that uh, might come up that you feel would totally shut down the conversation, whether the um, whether your kid would feel intimidated or that it's just an off limits? And how would you how would you kind of phrase those questions? Well, okay, so things not to say would be things like, "Have you ever sent a nude? Are you doing that?" I mean, obviously, have you ever looked at porn? I mean. <laughs> Talk about backing into a corner, right? Um, more helpful would be to ask, like I said earlier, just stick to general questions. Things like, do many people your age, blah, blah, blah? Does this sound right to you? And preteens love being positioned as the expert. Um, Julie, as you know, when we're teaching sexual health in schools, um, often we'll ask grade six and seven things like, so what is it that keeps your parents up at night? when it comes to you being safe online. Mm. And they've got lots to tell us, right? Or what is it that makes people your age excited? Or, you know, it, just getting them to talk by being the expert is always a good way to go. Yeah, I really like that. I think that would resonate with a lot of kids, right? You're Because the, it's true, they're transitioning into teenagers and then into adults, right? They, they want to be treated that way. Mm-hmm. So, I have a famous story, a girlfriend of mine, her mom heard that the best place to talk to, this is back in the 90s, the best place to talk about sex with your kid is in the car because they can't get away. And um, her mom brought it up and she actually opened the door of the moving vehicle. So like, oh, so, no. she so badly didn't want to talk about oh, it that no. she tried to get out of the car. So that that's sort of my question. Like, what if your kid walks away? They run away. They refuse to engage. What can you do then? Yeah. So sometimes we just need to use more of an indirect reproach, approach. You know, um, when my girls were younger, I would get sexual health books and put a few in their bedrooms and a couple in the bathroom mm. and some on the coffee table in the living room and then in the bookshop in the family room. And I let them know they were there. They would never admit to reading them, but those books did move around the house, you know? Of, of course, anything that we're giving our kids, we want to make sure we read first because not only do we want to know what they're learning, but also if we read the resources first, that will allow us to touch base later and follow up in a really specific way. So let's say we gave our preteen a sexual health book. We can follow up and say, hey, did you get to the part about testicles producing sperm? I still can't believe they produce a million sperm per minute, 24 hours a day. <laughs> you know, and you can have a good laugh about that. Fun facts. You never know when you're going to need that information, right? Yeah. And again, it doesn't have to be a two-hour conversation just a two minute conversation, a quick exchange sends a really important, powerful and positive message that we want to talk about this stuff with their kids. So that goes a really long way. Also, when the girls were young, I, if I wanted to talk to them about something and I wasn't sure how to bring it up or I wasn't sure if I'd be able to engage them, um, I would be with Chris in the kitchen. Chris is my husband. And I would start telling him about a question that a grade seven student had asked me that day. And I would make sure it was a question that had to do with what I wanted the girls to hear, Hmm. right? And I promise you, it did not take long for them, even though they were in the adjoining family room and we were in the kitchen, 
it didn't take long for them to chime in or even come in the kitchen and join us. So if we want to have a conversation with our preteens about something, have that conversation within earshot with another person. And if they do engage, then invite them to join the conversation. Yeah, smart. Because they're absorbing that information either way, right? And you're pointing to what your values are, that you care about this stuff, that it affects the whole family. Exactly. I think it's also important that we think about how we phrase questions when we're talking to preteens. So rather than asking something like, I don't know, um, do you think girls should be able to wear whatever they want to school? I mean, that's one way of asking a question, and they might engage. But instead, maybe you could ask, do you think that if a girl is dressed provocatively, she's asking for attention she's not equipped to deal with? Mm. Or what do you think of people blaming sexual assault victims based on what they're wearing or doing at the time? Yeah. Do you think someone, quote, asks to be sexually assaulted? Yeah, I think even the, even the youngest preteens would have an opinion on that, right? They have something to say. Exactly. And, and, and their opinion's valuable. We learn so much from them, but we just got to listen, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of this is just framing questions in a way that's going to get them interested and to show them that we want to hear what they think. Even sharing social media posts or videos is a good tactic, you know, if we're talking about be a bit, being a bit more creative, it doesn't always have to be a face-to-face conversation. So, for example, a parent could send a TikTok video to their preteen with a meaningful message or just send a post saying, hey, I saw this and thought of you. And that could be it. In that situation, the communication could be one way and it's still valuable. There doesn't always have to be a follow-up. Obviously, ideally, we'd be having, you know, a face-to-face engaging conversation with our kids. But... This can't happen all the time. And so we can do little things, again, to show our kids that we want to talk about this stuff and we believe that they have a right to have this information. Yeah, and that's really good modeling for what are inspiring and positive messages we want to see online, right? What is social media for? And let's continue to make sure it plays a positive role in our lives, mm-hmm. right? Rather, mm-hmm. than, rather than going down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And if we can encourage our preteens to share posts and videos that they find on social media with us, even better, right? Yeah. So yeah, if, if a preteen doesn't want to talk, hopefully it won't last forever. They usually come back in their teen years at some point, right? But we can, we can be a bit more creative and a bit more indirect. You know, something else that's helpful is if we have close friends or family members that um, connect in a special way with our preteens, We can ask them to check in with our kids about something that we want to address, you know, just to get the conversation started. I was talking to a parent just the other day who was pretty sure that their teen was going to have sex pretty soon with their boyfriend and was kind of freaking out because she didn't feel like they had had the full on comprehensive contraception and sexually transmitted infection talk yet. And so... You know, I suggested, the parent had mentioned in this conversation that um, her, her daughter was particularly close to um, the parent's sister. And so I suggested that maybe her sister could start that conversation. And then as a parent, she could come in and close the deal and say, hey, why don't we go to a youth clinic? Or why don't we talk about uh, when the time comes down the line, what you can see using when it comes to contraception? You know, so sometimes having an ally um, in our circle just start a conversation helps too. Knowing that, I mean, it sounds so trite, but honestly, it does take a village. Parents can't do anything. We got to call in for reinforcement now and then. 
don't you think? Yep. I totally agree. And setting yourself up as a trusted, knowledgeable, honest adult in a kid's life is invaluable. We know this through research, right? Yeah. Um, it's really important that kids have these types of role models uh, within, you know, within the school system, within their family, within their extended family. It's so valuable. Yeah. And, you know, what I found, especially in the past year or so since the pandemic has um really force us to think outside the box the resources that are available for parents online are amazing mm. so for example um sexpositivefamilies.com this isn't a new thing but they have amazing um virtual puberty workshops for kids and their parents and caring adults um as you know amaze.org is one of my favorite websites it's just a collection of 2 to 3 minute animated youtube videos on sex and sexual health and relationships and gender you know you name it and they do it in such an engaging and lighthearted and and skilled way young people love these videos so for parents to you know attend an online workshop with their kids or to explore an educational website or watch a couple of videos after dinner just for fun. Um, and of course, our new online program for preteens growing up game plan, the whole goal of that, as you know, Julie, is to just reinforce the messages that parents are teaching their kids. Sometimes a message res resonates a bit better if it's not always coming from the parentals, right? So just saying it in a different way, presenting things um, from a slightly different perspective can really reinforce and solidify the messages that parents want to give their kids. Yeah. And remember to have some fun with it, right? What preteen's going to say no to a big bowl of ice cream and sitting down for some, you know, YouTube videos? Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, too, um, I always encourage parents to try not to take it personally if their preteen doesn't want to talk to them. Mm. This is a natural phase of their development they're going through. Every kid is different. And so we can't take it personally, but we can't give up. we got to keep trying and keep trying and build up that trust with our preteen so that they will, when they're ready, come back to us. And all along, we'll know that we're there for them. And that's the main message, right? We're here. We're going to be here. Growing up is tough because we know this because we all did it. <laughs> and we survived, right? Yeah, it gets <laughs> but better. Yeah, we all, we all want to be there for our kids. So hopefully, parents, um, you found these tips helpful. And Julie, you know what we have on deck for our next episode? Tell me. We're going to talk about media literacy. Ooh. Yeah. So first of all, what the heck does that mean exactly? And really what we want to do is give parents some tips as to how they can help their kids think critically about what they see and hear in the media. I mean, we know that kids and teens are in front of their screens now more than ever, right? Uh, we can't necessarily stop it, but what we can do is preload them with information and give them good habits so that they can be online and consume media in a way that we know that they're healthy and safe and happy. Ooh, and we're going to talk about gaming too. Yep. Because being online is uh, part of life. <laughs> it's part of life. Yeah. Not to mention kids are on social media now more than ever. So just want to give some, some food for thought to parents as to how they can navigate all of that. Sounds awesome. I can't wait, Salima. All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining me today. Take care. Bye.
Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Growing Up Game Plan, the podcast, where our goal is to support parents as they navigate the preteen trenches. Looking for more? Check out our newest program, Growing Up Game Plan. Growing Up Game Plan is a six-week online masterclass for preteens age 9 to 12-ish that sets them up to celebrate who they really are to use their inner power to honor, manage, and express their emotions, to stay safe and have fun online, to come to terms with puberty, to stand up for themselves and what they believe in, and to foster healthy relationships. Growing Up Game Plan gets your preteen thinking and reflecting on things that matter. We give you peace of mind, and they learn skills they can use for a lifetime. And we help you both learn to have meaningful, open conversations moving forward. Go to www.salimanoon.com if you'd like to learn more about Growing Up Game Plan or to join our waitlist to be the first to know about when registration opens up next. We got you.